0: hello hello
1: hello and
0: welcome back we Yay. do not have a theme song yet that is a work in progress yeah sorry i haven't gotten to that one yet yeah we should make our own oh you know that'd be really fun yeah i've been looking at like uh, royalty free music but i'm just like we're both we're both singers yeah why don't we just do our own it'll be a uh what's that opening song of wicked of let us be Loud. oh um no one mourns the wicked no one mourns the wicked. We'll do a crossover of that and revived by Dereva Cat.
1: Honestly, that if we can make of, it work.
0: That kind of fits just
1: based upon the characters, which is an excellent segue to what we're talking about today.
0: Comfort characters.
1: Yay! Woo! Any of you who listened to our last episode, you will be utterly unsurprised by this. Mm-hmm. So what's a comfort character? So there are several different like types of comfort characters that people can have but kind of the basic idea of it is it is a character whether it be fictional or even sometimes historical who is a comfort to you a source of comfort a source of reassurance source or catharsis of, yeah, exactly um, but most mostly comfort mostly comfort there are like three main types of comfort characters there's the character that you want to protect I thought you said that was like a kin... Well, it can kind of go either way. We'll get into that in a second. But there's... Some people have comfort characters that they find comfort in through the catharsis of this character being protected. Um, Then there's also the comfort characters of you will protect me. That could be a a parent, a parental figure, just straight up a protector. A lot of people, like superheroes. The himbo. Oh, the himbos. (laughs) We'll we'll get into that in a different episode, (laughs) I think. But... uh, that could be like a parental figure a guardian something like that and then the last kind is just the people you'd want to be friends with amen i mean i've got plenty of comfort characters and i'm just like you i want to be friends with you <laughs> but yeah the we mentioned the difference between or you mentioned kin versus comfort character
0: and do you know what kin means Uh, the only time I've ever heard kin is from Hamlet of a little more in kin and a little less than kind. I'm told Mm -hmm. it's, uh, it means family. So that's one, yes,
1: that's one definition of the word kin. It can be uh, another word for family. In fandom, it's usually used, or at least I've always seen it used as a description of a character who you relate to on a very deep level. Not in the same way that a comfort character is, but in the sense of, like, you look at this character and you see yourself in this character, and you can sort of place yourself in that character's shoes. Who's your kin character? You know, I... That's a good question.
0: Is it Glinda? It... A little bit, yes. Glinda's
1: more a comfort character, or, like almost a persona that I like to sort of adopt in order to feel more confident, which is also very common with comfort characters. Mm -hmm. I think the character that I can most of, like, the fandoms that I've been in recently is probably Marinette from Miraculous Ladybug. Mm. I did not realize it at the time, but looking back on it now, I realize that that was the case. How about you?
0: Um, Well, I have two characters that I could probably name. Mm -hmm. Um, You already know who they are. Uh, the first one would be uh, Wilbur Soot from the Dream SMP fandom. And if you look on our uh, podcast cover, you'll see me cosplaying as him. Um, my cosplay has since, adva- since advanced uh, since I had drawn that. I now have a wig. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, I very much resonate with his character. I uh, I love characters who they kind of go through like a, a death and rebirth kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, are affected one way or another because of that. Um I found it very interesting of how uh he was everybody thought he was going to be the villain but mm-hmm. instead he just kind of went through an identity crisis and a little bit of character growth. I mean, who hasn't done that though? Yeah, kind of mm-hmm. his ending ending character arc was very confusing. But um and then you the expect anything less. This is Wilbur. Yeah. His wife was a, was a salmon and, and his according, mother was a fridge. Well, according to him, not according to the father, who I think is a more credible source than probably. the son, because I don't think the son would remember being would hope birthed not. by a fridge. <laughs> I would hope not either. That probably was a traumatic experience.
1: <laughs> Please tell me we're going to cut this out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it depends. Uh, and the other character would be uh, from the same fandom, mm-hmm. uh, Tommy in it, uh, the Dream SMP Tommy Innit. it. Um, and those reasons are a little bit heavier. <laughs> yeah, that's.
1: I'm not sure how much you want to get into that right at this second, but we definitely can get into it a little more when it comes to, like, our discussion of teen angst to, and to put it very, to put
0: it very simply, mm-hmm. I know what it's like to be around a very bad friend, mm-hmm. uh, and that kind of be the only friend, quote-unquote, you have, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, we can just put it at that.
1: I mean, that's not all that dissimilar to why it is that I related to Marinette very heavily because mm-hmm. there was a storyline where she was sort of actively isolated from all of her friends and only seen for what she could do for others and otherwise she was just kind of ostracized. Yikes. Yeah, not a great not a great time for her. Apparently, and I'm only getting this knowledge via Tumblr, so take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> That's Tumblr. <laughs> Tumblr. Thank you. Mm-hmm. But apparently, this particular character who came in and spread all of these slanderous lies has still not been called out. Four seasons later, is she? The, is she the, like the brunette lady? Lila. Lila. Yes. Oh. I There's just this look in her eyes. Well, yes, because <laughs> you meet her, and as the audience, you know that she's a bad guy. Like, she straight up works with Hawkboth. Like, she works with the supervillain intentionally and with full knowledge. And yet, everyone in the show is just like, "No, Lila's our friend," and even the people who know that she is in fact lying don't do anything about it. They're just like, "Oh, she's lying. Okay,
0: anyway, no, that's not what you do. You call the police." Wow, Lila is very much like Dream SMP character Dream. Yeah. Except a, except a Dream, he actually did get called out and faced consequences mm-hmm. for his actions the rest of the server is like mm-hmm. we've had enough of your bull crap we're gonna come in all like end game mode <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> actually that scene was directly inspired off of it. oh okay, i am, I am totally unsurprised i right. considering no, that the writer it. of that scene uh was a marvel fan i
1: everyone who saw that scene was thinking it let's be real amen uh, so,
0: yeah, so those so, yeah, that's, that's kin characters.
1: That's kin characters, not to be confused with comfort characters, which is mostly what we're going to be working on, or we're going to be discussing today. So,
0: anyone who, here who is still confused on what a comfort character is, you had a very good example earlier today that you were telling me about, that ah, I'm pretty yes. much anybody could be like, I know what you're talking about.
1: Well, this is less of a comfort character and more of an example of how comfort characters do not have to be inherently fictional inherently fictional they do not have to be inherently fictional like most of the time when you think of comfort characters they are fictional characters and that's perfectly okay like fictional characters are a good thing to have and i'll get into that a little later but the thing that popped into my mind as we were discussing like comfort characters and what they do and how they can affect their audience was actually fred rogers from mr rogers neighborhood Mm mm-hmm And he actually at one point during an interview, I believe, explained that he always began and closed his shows with the same lines. He always began it with um, talking to his television neighbors. And he would always end it by saying, you make the world special just by being you. And he did that because he wanted to give a sense of routine and security to the kids who were watching this because this was a point in time. Where there were a lot, there was a lot more of like latchkey kids and stuff like that, and they didn't have a lot of really good parental figures totally in their lives. He he, he was, was definitely basically, a,
0: like a father. He figure.
1: was basically taking on that father figure role for them through the show
0: that he was creating, and he did that in. This was not just an act; like he was like this in real life too, and it was great. There was a documentary. Um, I remember seeing. Uh, i think about a year ago in one of my classes uh about uh fred rogers oh yes um and it was really interesting um, is this one won't you be my neighbor probably yeah like it's I, like half uh documentary half like animation well it wasn't like half animation but there were animation yeah clips there were there were animation clips. that i thought were mm-hmm. very interesting it had it was kind of a uh, depicting fred rogers as like the tiger character that he yeah. had yeah well uh yeah, Daniel Tiger. Yeah, and for the most part, the animations, they were very simple. You could tell, like, they weren't all hand-drawn. Mm-hmm. Um, I will take your word for it, because yeah. I'm not an artist. Yeah, but then there's this one point where uh, Fred Rogers, there's, like, a recording of him talking about he grew up in a family that didn't really, like, you weren't really allowed to express emotion. Mm-hmm. So he used music uh, to express emotion. Yeah, and when they that. got that mm-hmm. to that part of the animation... Like, the music suddenly got, like, a lot it more intense. It got very intense. somber. There and, were, like, like yeah. heavy shadows. Mm-hmm. And, he like, you just see little Daniel Tiger just go at it on, like, the keyboard. Oh, yeah. And even on, in the actual show, like, he was a great
1: advocate for music is a way to express yourself. And there were several times where he would, you know, play a song of, you know, today is a... Uh, day where we're gonna sing about friends and then he would talk about how music can give you lots of different other ways to express your feelings and he actually told that story on the air Mm -hmm. of when he was a kid and he just needed to get some feelings out he
0: would just slam on the piano (laughs) (laughs) hey it works I've done it I've never slammed on a key key on a a keyboard because I don't know how to play the piano but I have a plenty of outlets for it yes I have my um, my my playlist of darkness, dar-nar, no, burns, dar <laughs> I call them my emo playlists.
1: Excellent. Um,
0: so yeah, uh, Fred Rogers is definitely an example of a comfort character, and mm-hmm. with what I just said, he could also be a kin character. A little because bit because it was yeah. those those parts of his life that mm-hmm. really stuck out to me. Of like,
1: oh, well, like expressing yes, emotions through music. That's very true. I will I will argue a little bit. You are welcome to see him as a kin character, mm-hmm. but he was not portraying himself as a kin character. He yeah. was portraying himself as a character who could be a source of comfort.
0: Yeah, and I think that's the difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, kin and comfort can be both. Yeah, absolutely. They can. Both. It, they can it can be both. Yeah, so whenever people ask you, like, what do you mean by a comfort character? Just say Fred Rogers. Yeah, that's a that's a very good example.
1: And I don't think you could find a single person in the world who would not agree that Fred Rogers is very, very comforting. He is very comforting. I remember watching him growing up. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I would watch him growing up, and then when I was watching, I do tutoring over, like, breaks in the school year, and whenever I'm doing this tutoring with these kids, I'll usually show them an episode of Mr. Rogers every week. Mm-hmm. And it's it's always so great. That and signing time.
0: Oh yeah, signing time.
1: Yay! Yeah. Which I can now sign the entirety of the theme song.
0: I only remember one song, one word from signing time. And that was mosquito <laughs> oh goodness I know which episode that's from because <laughs> like mosquito is when you like do this mm-hmm. like you just make it look like your nose is becoming Pinocchio <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know you're not wrong that's just an unusual way of explain explaining it well we
0: don't have a camera so this I can't is, show this it. is
1: true yes we're explaining it to the people listening on their audio devices
0: so I notice you have in your notes a comfort stream well, actually, I did not put that in there. Oh, I did. You put that in there. Oh, this is a collab effort. Yes. Ah, I can see why because uh, I was I was about to say uh, just segueing into my comfort character. Mm-hmm. Um, my main comfort character it is both a fictional character and a real life streamer, and that would be uh, Phil's a Minecraft, also known as Phil Watson. Um, Phil's a Minecraft in the Dream SMP fandom. He is very much like the fatherly figure. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. um While he is not exactly the most heroic character, he did contribute to Doomsday um, and also Wilbur's death. Yeah, he is not an actively malicious character. Right. And when he sees that there are younger people who need help, he will help them. Mm-hmm. But he's also someone who's like, you need to learn how to like flap your wings and make your own way out of the nest and into the world, kind of thing. <laughs> Which, to that I say, no, they should stay in the nest. (laughs) (laughs) There are evil people outside of the nest. Please keep them safe. Yes. This is not safe. There are cougars. Or homeless green (laughs) teletubbies. Anyone outside of the Dream SP fandom are not going to know what we're talking about. Oh, absolutely not. (laughs)
1: Sorry. So, yeah, that's like, that's your comfort character and also your comfort streamer, which is a different phenomenon that I'm not as familiar with simply because I don't, like watch streams very often like i'll see clips from streams and i enjoyed the story of the dream smp mostly because i needed it to get into the fan fiction for it (laughs) i'm gonna be totally honest with you i joined this fandom for the fan fiction that's completely valid it's got some good stuff out there sbi fix
0: Woo! yeah so with a comfort streamer it is a little different i watch uh Probably more Twitch than I should, however, I usually have Twitch as a little bit more of like a background thing. Um and there are very specific Twitch streamers that I'll watch. Mm -hmm. Um But like Phil is definitely someone who I would always say I religiously watch him because he has a schedule that he keeps up with very well and Mm -hmm. that is like Monday, Wednesdays Wednesdays and Fridays around one PM our time. Mm -hmm. So I'm always like checking checking Twitch around that time to see if he's live and then when he is live I'll watch him For, like, five hours until he's not live. (laughs) Um, And by watch, I mean I'll have him in the background while I'm, like, doing homework Mm -hmm. or playing Minecraft or working on projects and stuff like that. How are you able to do that
1: while you're also trying to do homework? If I have something playing while I do homework it has to be like soft piano music because otherwise it's just too distracting and there's too many things going around in
0: my brain. Usually what I do is I for the twitch tab I turn the volume almost completely off mm. so it just kind of sounds like he's playing from another room um and then I have like rain ambiance. For that I notice I notice it works really well for me. All right good to know. Um so pro tip anyone who wants to have some study ambiance, that's my that's my life hack for the day. Uh, so, like, with what you were saying of, like, Fred Rogers, mm-hmm. like, I believe Phil having a schedule, it kind of works the same way it, with him. That definitely Of, like, would, he yeah. has a sense of consistency, and if he's not going to be live that day, he, he's able to tell his audience beforehand, like, I'm not going to be live right. on this Friday, I'm going to be traveling, blah, 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 mm-hmm. and that consistency, um, and that, uh, especially since he's on live several days a week, um, it gives kind of a sense of stability to his audience Mm -hmm. um recently he went to TwitchCon in california and he was able to meet a lot of his fans that's right um and he said of like i heard a lot of horror stories from various fans of like everything that they've been through and it was my twitch streams that were a source of comfort and stability Mm -hmm. in their lives he even said um i signed somebody's restraining order Oh wow! <laughs> He's like, yeah. Somebody asked me to sign the restraining order they put on someone. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, it was very sweet because it was clear if he was being engaging with his audience at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, even though like Twitch itself is just kind of like, all right, Mr. Watson, you kind of make, need to make it move along. Uh, but he, he genuinely does care about his fans. He genuinely does care about his fans, and his fans very much see him as, like, a father figure, mm-hmm. uh, since he's a bit older in that, in that yeah, community. Yeah, he's one of the
1: older Yeah, even though he's only
0: he's it. only 34.
1: He's the same age as my sister, which is crazy to that me. That is really weird. Because he's portrayed as, like, the adult. And when I think of him, and then I think of my sister, I love my sister with my whole heart. And she has two children and another on the way. But even still, I don't see her being portrayed as like an adult adult. An adult adult, like who would Next Generation mm-hmm, adult. Next generation adult, that's the right word. Yeah. yeah. She seems like she's of an age to be
0: of our generation. Yeah,
1: yeah. Ish.
0: Yeah. Um Oh, I was I was gonna have something else leading onto that and then i oh, got go so with Phil. Um You got distracted by Phil. Shocker. I got distracted by Phil. Um, speaking of which, he is going to be alive tomorrow.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, of course it's he is. On,
0: it's Sunday night. Um, so... Gosh, what? Oh, um, when he... So when the... But when... The thing is, is that while he is married, uh, he does not have kids. hmm Um, and at first I had mixed feelings about that because I've always been taught of, like, you should be open to, mar- to you know, to having mm-hmm. kids and stuff like that. But you did... I remember when I told you about it, you brought up the good point of because, you know... He's a quote-unquote celebrity. Right, he's a kind of a public figure. Yeah, um, and he's someone who loves to talk about his family a lot. Mm-hmm. He probably doesn't want to put like his infant kids in that kind of spotlight. Yeah. Which, you know, fair. I do hope he eventually has kids, because I know he'll make a great dad. Um, now, granted, I don't know
1: if that is the case. That is just entirely my own speculation. He, I could be
0: completely wrong on that. But... Um, th- the thing is, is that because he's not actually a dad, mm-hmm. he was really confused for a long time of, like, why do you all see me as your dad? I'm not your dad. I'm not even old enough to be some of your guys' dad. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, Wilbur, uh, Wilbur Soot, the, only, the content like, creator Wilbur Soot, he's only eight years younger than I was gonna him. say, like, seven, eight, something like that. Yeah, and, um, he's always like, dad's a! and I'm just like, the age difference between me and my youngest sibling is 12 years you're old he's old enough to be your brother not your dad um but but again that
1: sort of plays
0: into the character aspect of it as opposed to the real person aspect of it but now that uh he's you know he's been going to more conventions Mm and he's been meeting more fans he he says like I understand now yeah because uh you know he's a source of comfort he's a source of advice he's a source of stability like Mm -hmm. throughout his streams like people will ask him like hey i have a job interview coming up do you have any advice and he'll give good advice yeah and i remember like during the summer when i was job hunting i applied some of his advice into my stuff Mm -hmm. into you know me applying for jobs and i got hired nice um so i was like i I knew that you got hired but still yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) and this so this advice really works um another person who i would like to bring up who i actually i've discussed about him with you Mm -hmm. um but i haven't really like gone too much in depth in depth um is that another person who i would argue he's not a comfort streamer he's not a comfort character um but he is a little bit of like fred rogers Mm -hmm. at the moment um and that would be a quote-unquote techno dad Oh yeah. Um so I don't I you yeah. probably um,
1: haven't been following a whole lot of what's going on. I have not. So for context for the listeners, um TechnoBlade was a streamer or I guess a YouTuber, really. He was a
0: well, yeah, he did stream. He was oh, a he YouTuber, okay. content creator, he was a mm-hmm. Minecrafter. Um, um he recently passed away. Um he was fighting cancer for quite a long time. Yeah. And he was very good friends with content creators Phil wilbur tommy and many other members of the dream SMP. but his technoblade's father and technoblade is of course his screen
1: name and that's the name that we all know him by mm-hmm. but his father has now come out and sort of become a part of that community almost like in his
0: honor in a sense a little bit yeah um i think about it a month ago, mm-hmm. or at least a couple weeks ago, uh, there was a live stream done on Dreams Channel, which has since been taken down for some reason. However, uh, other channels were able to record it mm-hmm. and yeah. put it up, so you can find it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It's just And not it the official was, one. yeah, it was a uh, Dream and uh, Technoblade's and dad, dad. Yeah. telling various stories about like Technoblade and his life and mm-hmm. his legacy. Um, from when he was a toddler, uh, saying, Baby, go crash! Boom! To, um, everything that he did when he was a content creator, Mm -hmm. to him making death merch. Ah, yes. That is a very Technoblade thing for him to do.
1: Only Technoblade would be able to gain more subscribers by dying. Yes. He was
0: just all like, I'm dying! We can make money off of this! (laughs) Let's monetize, <laughs> let's monetize it let's monetize it let's make for a merch. good cause so, yeah for a good cause um and it was it was a very it was a very good stream I don't know if you've seen it I have not I no. have seen it I've watched it twice mm-hmm. um See, I looked at it's very and I... funny and also mm-hmm. very sad because they periodically switch from laughing so hard they're coughing to you know crying right of course um so it's a very good stream bit of mm. a heavier stream um, but it was around the time when Techno Technoblade's dad kind of, like, first started reaching out to the community a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and while he doesn't really have any, like, social media accounts, like, I remember at one point during the stream, Dream said of, like, oh, man, yeah, I, I tweeted that text that Technoblade sent me, and he's, like, tweeted? Oh, gosh. What's tweeted? Oh, my God. And Dream's, like, God, you don't know what me. tweeted means? Oh, oh, he's such a dad. <laughs> now I'm gonna... St- <laughs> We'll cut this... <coughs> Sorry, I fallen the wrong way. <laughs> Give me a minute. We'll yeah. cut this out. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> Moving on. Wow, he is such a dad. Yeah, so um, he has been active out of all things on Reddit. Oh, my gosh.
1: <laughs> That's but so funny. there's this
0: one, like, tw- this Twitter page that mm-hmm. I've been following that they will post um, any, like, uh, any posts that Techno's dad would make. Mm-hmm. This guy has such a sense of humor and it is only adding to 15 million fans taking one look at this 60 year old guy who is techno blade but a generation older and with dad jokes Mm -hmm. and say you are now our new fatherly parental internet figure
1: i mean honestly i can understand that i'm slightly tempted to go and what did you say it was
0: uh, Reddit. A Reddit? Right, so... I don't we, have a Reddit account. No, no, I know. I
1: don't either. But, like,
0: where would I find these things? I have no idea. Uh, go on Reddit and type in Technodad. I'm sure oh, you'll find I'm, something. I don't want to go on Reddit. That scares me. Mm. That That is a very good point. Um,
1: I'll and, just wait for it to come to Pinterest and Tumblr. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, do you have Twitter? I, no, 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 no. I see. <laughs> no way. I'm not stepping foot in that dumpster fire.
0: Yeah, that is, that is very fair. Um, I have
1: my fair share of dumpster fire. It is called Tumblr. I will be happy there.
0: Oh, gosh. Um, but, you know, Techno Techno's dad, he's mm. kind of been having the same effect and influence that Phil does. Yeah, you were um, saying where that. Where people will, like, they will come to him. And ask for, like, legitimate advice. Yeah, like, earlier today I saw this one post where there was a kid saying, do you have any advice on making friends? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very socially awkward and lonely. And his and his dad gave him like genuine advice of saying, like, people like people who, you know, are active mm-hmm. and they're social. Um, I suggest you go and join a club or you find a hobby. Yeah. That um totally you know, like people sense. will be more attra- will they will be more attracted to someone who is a bit more like active and engaging in their life than mm-hmm. like the kid on the phone in the back. Yeah. Um but he he did remind of like both the active kid and the kid on the phone in the back of the class. They are both worthy of love. And mm-hmm. that is what you need to remember. And I... I amen. I was going to say, I hear that first part a lot. I don't think
1: I've ever heard that second part. And it needs to be said more often. Amen. Like, this guy is really good at giving advice. I mean, he should be. He's been a dad for how many years?
0: How old is, was Techno? He was twenty-three. It was, it was 30, 23.
1: No, 23. Yeah, 23. Mm-hmm. 23 so,
0: years. 23 yeah. years. Yep. You know what? That's enough... Time to get a lot yeah. of advice of your it, It's about. so funny because, like, his dad, like, he's like, I'm approaching 60. And ever the entire fan base is like, nah, you don't look a day past 40. You're so young. And then Philza will come out and say, I'm 34. And everyone's like, Ha, old you're man. Old. old man. We need to send you to a nursing home. And Phil's like, why? There is no justice in the There's world. There's no justice. I'm waiting for the day for Techno's dad and Phil to meet up. It will oh, be the ultimate no. dad content. Oh my gosh. See, that will be a stream that I will watch. Oh man. Probably not as Techno's dad will teach him so many dad jokes. He was like, I will teach you on the
1: ways of being a dad. Amazing. Beautiful. I can't wait. So all of this, this kind of explains comfort characters, what they are, what they can do. But we haven't really touched on why it is that they are important and why people gravitate towards them. Mm -hmm. Like, we sort of dabbled in it, we dipped our toes in it, and then we have sort of veered off in other directions. Yeah. We just gave some examples. Right. And I think... Really, the the Mr. Rogers thing is kind of the basis of it, of it is a source of stability. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: There's a term, a psychological term, called uh, transitional objects, and it's often used in relation to, like, childhood mementos, that sort of thing. Like, if you have a beloved stuffed animal that you carry with you into adulthood, that's not a bad thing because it is a transitional object and it effectively helps you to transition through different stages of your life. That's actually why I have an ESA cat, an emotional support animal, Mm -hmm. with me at school because I have a lot of difficulty with transitions. It causes me massive amounts of anxiety and... The cat is literally a transitional object. It is something that will be with me at every step of the way, every transition that I make. And I think comfort characters are very much the same. Because, like, I can look back on my comfort characters from when I was in middle school. Because my comfort character when I was in middle school was completely different from the one that I have now. Because my comfort character in middle school was Hermione Granger.
0: Oh. I was like, who's that? I don't don't read Harry Potter, so. It's fine. I'll educate her later. (laughs) Anyways. So... I can look back
1: on that comfort character with a lot of fondness because she got me through a lot of very difficult times in my life. Mm -hmm. And she, like, even though I'm not as big a part of the Harry Potter fandom, like, every time I go back to it, I still very much gravitate towards that character because that's kind of the sense of stability. She is a metaphorical transitional object for me through
0: my life. You know, Phil was the same way. When we first moved into our apartment where we are in college, Mm -hmm. um, I remember the first night when we got here and my mom and brother left for the hotel and Mm -hmm. it was just me in the apartment, this empty apartment by myself. The first thing I did was yell into the halls, Phil! And then I immediately pulled up one of his recent streams. Nice. And just to have in the background. Yeah,
1: absolutely. That, the thing about literature and fiction is there's a quote from G.K. Chesterton where it says that fairy tales aren't meant to show children that dragons exist they're meant to show children that dragons can be beaten Mm -hmm. the idea being that it in a very like Lord of the Rings kind of way there's good in the world Mr. Frodo and it's worth fighting for Mm -hmm. I'd speak mostly in quotes in case the audience can't tell but we are cultured we are very cultured yes Mm -hmm. but I I believe that comfort characters are very much that sort of thing. Of you gravitate towards the character who either represents you or represents something that you need. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you think? Yeah, that is completely valid. Uh, one thing I would like to add: we mm-hmm. are hitting the thirty-minute mark, um, mm-hmm. but there are we have a little more time. So there's something I want to add that I was talking to you about earlier today, mm-hmm. and that is uh, if you watched our last well watched or listened to our last podcast, we did let you know. Um, That we are, just complete disclaimer, I know this is going to be like a huge scandal on the internet, blah, blah, blah. But we are in fact Catholic fangirls, which I know is a big shocker. Um, I promise, we do exist. Yes, we do in fact exist, and yes, we do have fun, despite what the internet may say. (laughs) Um, But one thing for for me, especially back in high school and Mm -hmm. today, as quote-unquote comfort characters, would be Catholic saints. Um, now, Catholic saints work a little differently. And for those of you who don't know what a Catholic saint is, um, because Or who are confused about whether or not we pray to saints. We don't, by the we way. We do not pray for saints. That N- is like text... We don't pray to saints. We don't pray to saints. Like, asking for a saint's intercession is the same vibe as you texting a friend saying, hey, can you wi- uh, wish me luck on my exam today? Or something right. like that. Except, you know, saints don't have phones because they are dead. <laughs> <laughs> They don't exactly have cell service in heaven, uh, work in progress. You know, honestly, I feel like if they did
1: have phones in heaven, it would be really good cell service, though.
0: It would be really good cell service, but I don't know how... But I'm not sure they need phones in heaven. I don't think they need phones in heaven. They just psychically talk to each other or something. Nice. I don't know. Um, but when I was in high school, a big source of comfort and consistency for me Mm -hmm. was Catholic saints. Yeah. Um... And Catholic saints are people who are in heaven, who have been confirmed by the church to be in heaven thanks to them completing the canonization process, which includes, but is not limited to, two miracles that happen within their name that are proven by the church to have no scientific explanation. So it cannot have been anything except a literal miracle, yeah, like uh, somebody suddenly recovering from a ni- from a uh, deadly puppy, yeah, cancer or disease or a bone. Like I think there's this one saint where um they're, they're one of their miracles was uh, somebody was death and then a bone in their ear mirac- miraculously yeah. appeared, mm-hmm. um and they were able to hear again. Mm-hmm. There's no scientific explanation for that. Right, a bones don't just appear. Right, uh, I don't know which saint this was, but. Uh, for me, it was saints uh, such as uh, Joan of Arc, mm-hmm. uh, Saint, choice, Saint Joseph of Cupertino, Saint mm-hmm. Maximilian Kolbe, um, and especially Saint Padre Pio. Um, Color me
1: shocked! Oh my gosh!
0: Uh, yeah, this girl's known me for years, so she knows that I very much stand Padre Pio. Uh, he is. Uh, he would hate the fact that you just used the word "stan" in conjunction with his name. By the way, I look up into heaven and I yell, "Too bad!" <laughs> 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 I'm your spiritual daughter. You're stuck with me. <laughs> uh, um, and uh, he, when he was alive, he kind of had the same vibe mm-hmm. as uh, what Technoblade's dad and Phil would be, mm-hmm. except he he is the one who would say it first and not the audience. He would look at people and be like, I'm your spiritual father now. What, how can I pray for you? How can I assist you in your life? Um And I found that very comforting and reassuring. Mm, Definitely. And uh, if you've ever read about Padre Pio, even if you're not Catholic, um, but you are into, like, historical figures, I absolutely recommend you look into him. Also, Uh, his story is just fascinating. His stories are really fascinating. Like, I think I have a book about him um, that's, like, a a first person, uh, not first person, a primary source, which primary sources on saints. They have all the good stuff. Right. Um, And it's called uh, Padre Pio, The True Story by... says here um see Bernard Ruffin who is actually a Lutheran pastor really he was just really interested about who Padre Pio was so he was able to interview all of his still living family members like from back the in the 70s and 80s Mm -hmm. um and so it was reading his stories and reading his struggles um because he had a lot of struggles with uh like physical health and Mm -hmm. spiritual health um you know kind of finding his way in society he was a bit of an outcast for a while um he is a source of comfort for anybody out there who's just like i don't fit in but for padre i was like i don't fit in because i have gaping wounds on my hands and feet that i don't know what to do with because um he had the stigmata which is, is a very rare ra- miraculous look mm-hmm. occurrence that um is basically when somebody has the wounds of Christ and there's no scientific explanation on how they showed up, so it's considered a miracle. Um, so would that have been considered one of the miracles for his uh, canonization? No, the, uh, the miracles for the canonization has have to had be after- to happen after he already and that's died. what I thought. Um, people who go into the canonization uh, process, they uh, they first have to have proven to have lived a holy life. And, and then they become servant of God. They have become servant of God. They also kind of have to have a bit of a cult following. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know what's taken uh, G.K. Chesterton so long. <laughs>
1: Because he very C.S.
0: Lu- well, okay. C.S. Lewis was actually Lewis. Catholic. He was Anglican. He, but was, R. R. he was so close. So close. C.S. Lewis was so close, and it is just so incredibly upsetting okay. to me. It's okay, he is a saint in our hearts. He is a saint in our hearts. But you have to be a part of the Catholic Church I, I know. by the time you die. I, I know, but still. I
1: know. <laughs> Can we make an exception? Well, If we made an exception for him, we'd have to make an exception for other people.
0: Oh. And I can see the nightmare there. Yeah, I can see the nightmare. So, you know, I'm not going to I'm that. not going to fight the church on that. I would lose. Yeah. I mean, the church is like 2,000 years worth of wisdom, and we're just a bunch of college students mm-hmm. who are having identity crisis.
1: <laughs> Don't mind us, just Don't mind quietly us. <laughs> sobbing in
0: the corner. <laughs> um, but yes, Padre Pio would be argued to be a bit of a comfort character mm-hmm. on my part um and it's kind of like his stories as well as the stories of other saints who kind of inspire my vocation and Mm -hmm. like what I do today like I run an Etsy shop that is very much saint themed Mm -hmm. um I do saint comics Mm -hmm. um I've never like written saint fan fiction however I have read saint fan fiction oh yeah we went into that in our last episode not AO3
1: Not please, on AO3. Please kids, don't don't look up Saint Fanfiction on AO3. I, Neither of us have done it because we're too much of cowards and this is not a dare for you.
0: Please don't. I don't think it exists, so I think we're fine there. But uh <laughs> this is this is AO3. <laughs>
1: we don't we don't test our chances. We don't here.
0: test our chances. Would Jesus be a comfort character?
1: Jesus, the ultimate comfort character. You know, He's the comfort character of the Catholic Church. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it would be Mary. Oh, Mary is absolutely my comfort character in this <laughs> scenario. I, I need you to understand. So at our school, we have a perpetual adoration chapel. And then right outside of the perpetual adoration chapel is a little Marian grotto. And whenever I go into the, the port, the adoration chapel, the Portiancula Chapel, it's always with, you know, great reverence. And, you know, this is the sacrament this is the body of Christ oh my goodness and then I'll always go in there first and then once I finish in there I'll come out I'll go running up the path towards
0: the Marian Grotto and I'll plop down and I'll go hi mom you know what I've done that Mm -hmm. there's this one grotto that's like kind of out in the middle of nowhere in the back of the university Mm -hmm. that I'll always go and I'll be like hi mom yep so that was a very, I mean, we still talked about comfort characters, but I'm pretty sure that was a bit of a curveball for a lot of people. Of Like, by the way, let, let us educate you on the canonization process of the Catholic Church. <laughs> this is what you're going to get. You're going to get a lot of fandom stuff, and you're also going to get a lot of Catholic stuff because that
1: is something that's very important to the two of us. We're not trying to convert you. We're just trying to
0: educate you.
1: There are a lot of misunderstandings when it comes to like catholic saints like the whole you pray to saints no we don't oh, pray, pray to saints. saints we ask the saints to pray
0: for us and we don't worship mary no we do not pray to mary we do not worship mary and also do not say that mary was just a woman maximilian kobe's ghost will come after you <laughs> also, and he's polish um... <laughs> so do you do not want that
1: well i was thinking <laughs> i'm pretty sure uh, carlo Kutis would also come after you and he can mess with your wi-fi
0: he can mess with your wi-fi he was a, he was a gamer. He was a gamer. He hey, playing, we tied it all back. We tied it all back there in together. Thank I'm you, Carlo Acutis. I we we are convinced that Technoblade and Carlo Acutis are best friends in heaven, and they are doing everything in their power to change the devil's Wi-Fi password. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> because they really like trolling people. Yep.
1: If this is kind of our little can we say heaven headcanon Heaven cannon. You know what? Why not? <laughs> We're not saying this in the sense of like, oh, this is deep truth. This is just a. Wouldn't it be nifty? <laughs> it wouldn't be funny. Anyways, now that we've managed to kind of tie it all up
0: with a la- with a bow, do you have any last thoughts on this? Uh, let's look through and oh, that's that's our mm-hmm. next episode. Hmm. Uh, it's completely valid. Uh, I think all we can really say is is that it's completely valid to have comfort characters. Yeah. Um, it kind of depends on what the comfort character is. Mm-hmm. If they're a fictional character, you still got to remember that they are fiction. But it's the, yeah. that's a healthy balance. It's, it's a healthy balance. Um, I'm once again going
1: to rope in Harry Potter. In this case, I know uh, J.K. Rowling has a lot of stigma attached to her right now. I'm not even going to touch that, but I am going to point out one of the good lines from the books is when someone says it might all be in your imagination but why does that make it not real in the sense of and I'm I have a point here the idea being just because the comfort characters are fictional that does not mean that the comfort you can get from them is fictional the emotions that you can deal with with the help of these
0: fictional characters
1: that's the point of That's, people yeah, writing fictional exactly. characters
0: is to be a source of inspiration for them. A source people. of
1: inspiration, a source of
0: comfort, and to prove that there's good in the world and it's worth fighting for. Amen. And if you really want to look into, like, comfort characters that, you know, can actually, like, intercede into your real life, I would absolutely recommend looking up a couple of Catholic saints, even if you're not Catholic um, and you don't believe that, like, they can intercede for you or whatever. Like, they Just do. Talk have to them. Well, they have very inspiring stories. They do. And, you know, they might have, like, really good life advice And yeah. how to be able to, Honestly, you that's, know, that's get very through, true. like, from things of, like, just mental health problems, mm-hmm. to physical health problems, to hiding from Nazis. Ooh, um, yes, that's so, a problem that we definitely have to deal with on a day-to-day basis. Please, Lord, let that not happen. Uh, I don't, last I checked, there were no Nazis around, but... Um, Okay.
1: <laughs> That's a great place uh, to end this episode. A <laughs> right.
0: couple, uh, couple saints I'd like to recommend to people. Mm-hmm. Again, Padre Pio, Maximilian Kobe, mm-hmm. St. Edith, Edith Stein. Edith you Stein. You guys would love, all you feminists out there, you would love what? her. St. Joan of Arc's got a lot of interesting stories. St. Teresa, uh, I mean, St. Teresa of Lisieux, St. Teresa of Avila. Mm-hmm. Um, and Not to be a- confused with Mother Teresa of Calcutta. Although that's also a good recommendation, Pope mm-hmm. John Paul II. Yes, he was a playwright. So stand. he, yes, he basically was kind of, we we
1: kind of consider him the patron saint of writers and the fandoms amen
0: in blessed carlo Acutis. he will help you with your wi-fi your gaming and your computer classes he helped me with my i was gonna say he'll, he'll help you with your homework yes uh and that's a story for another day for me and who else there's this one saint well actually she's blessed it's like blessed anne marie anna maria taigi yes very interesting saint i really like her very much relate to her uh, she was able to f- fool the authorities from f- catching the fact that she was hiding Catholic priests in her house by giving them alcohol. <laughs> you know what? If, she was if, sl- that's,
1: if that's not a fan fiction trope in, like, five years, I'm going to be very disappointed. Saint I want that... Fiction. Well, no, no, no. Even just, like, I want to see that as, like, the characters take this real-life scenario from a saint and put in different characters of, oh... Yes, um, this is the same kind of energy as
0: in the Dream SMP when Dream comes to Techno's house and Tommy has to hide in a chest. Oh gosh, I so, one of these days where I want to do an episode of where we will take a list yes. of Catholic saints and then we will compare them to characters from various fandoms like mm-hmm. Dream SMP, Miraculous Ladybug, Star Wars, Bending the Ink Machine, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, but I that don't... will be an episode for another day, so. Until then... May the force be with you and with your spirit. All right. (laughs)